your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room Changing the Way We Talk Sports. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. You can also find myself on Twitter and Locker Room at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, I am joined by Ben Swain from Sports Channel 8. You guys know all about Sports Channel 8. They've been really big in the triangle um, as they're on 99.9 The Fan for a long time. Um, so you guys know these guys. You guys you guys love them. You love Ben. So in this episode, we, at the time of recording, Game 3 hadn't uh, happened, so we gave our predictions. And then Future Me came in and told you what happened. Um, we also ended up looking um around the league at the expansion draft um as well we had the draft lottery on wednesday night we talked about that ben talked about you know some of his favorite sports channel eight moments and also some of the guys that have just been real standouts on the carolina hurricanes roster this year so enjoy the episode guys hey there Kane x I am joined this morning by Ben Swain of the phenomenal uh, Sports Channel 8. Um, how are you doing this morning, uh, Ben? I, I guess I'm doing phenomenal. That's a, yeah. it's a nice intro, man. I appreciate that. Yep. He is the AJ Styles of guests this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm definitely uh, going off a of very little sleep, so this is – this is going to be a fun interview this morning. Um, so um, we we're obviously recording this uh, before um, game three, but against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so obviously, you know, through the magic of editing, future Jared will, you know, come in later on and tell us how the game went. But <laughs> as of right now, um, what are you thinking it will take for the Hurricanes uh, to really get their offense going in this game, because with most of the people I've talked to, yeah, you know, over the um, past few days, everyone's saying like, yeah, the Hurricanes' offense is a big issue right now. We need those top guys scoring, and now with some injuries that the Hurricanes are dealing with, now more than ever they need those top guys to get going. Yeah, definitely. I, this this series has been a strange one for me because it's really made me question uh my ability to kind of break down and analyze the matchup because I feel like uh I am squarely on the side of Rod Brindamore it feels like the Hurricanes have been the better team in the series um and I I saw like the the post game uh on NBC after game two um where the the feeling like it's been easy for uh for Tampa I, I I don't get where that's coming from um Again, I feel like the the Hurricanes have objectively been the better team in the series. I also feel like uh, UC Soros stole a lot more in round one than uh, Vasilevsky stealing around two. 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Canes aren't scoring goals. And I think what it comes down to is that the forwards are just canceling each other out, um, and, and which is honestly probably a good sign for uh, for the Hurricanes because if you can cancel out Tampa's forwards, you're doing a uh, you're doing a good job. I think what the Hurricanes need to do to get more offense is get their their defense to be more <clears throat> involved. Dougie has not been great. Um, and uh, you know, Slavin's been good defensively. Pesci's been good defensively, but we really need that offense from uh, from from the D, and, and it, it hasn't happened so far. Uh, I think you're going to continue to see the forwards um, kind of erase each other out of the game, and and I would just I would love to see our D get a lot more involved, uh, more so than just you know throwing pucks at the net from the blue line. I, I think they need to. To jump, start jumping in the rush a little bit, um, and, and and try to get some numerical advantages in the rush to get some offense going, um, because I I don't think it's a situation where the goalie's been um, you know standing on his head and stealing two games from from the Hurricanes. I think it's every ch- every shot has been a low percentage shot, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I'd like to see that change for the Hurricanes to get some goals on the board. Yeah, I remember. Uh when myself and the host of Locked on Lightning, when we were previewing the series, I asked him, you know, what can the Hurricanes do to get past Vasilevsky? Because at the end of the day, he is one of the best goaltenders in the world. If he's having to stand on his head or not. Um, He said if they can rattle him early, they're going to be fine. Um, And so far they haven't been able to do that. Um, so hopefully they can definitely get stuff going, um, and especially now with um, Niederreiter uh, being out the rest of the series. Trocek is on the trip down to Tampa. Um, we'll see if he actually plays or not. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I know that little uh, promo video of the plane ride, you, you can only take that with a little bit of grain of salt, but I do agree with uh, – someone that commented on that uh, when I retweeted it was saying, yeah, Trocek is walking. Um, and I think that is good. Um, but again, walking and playing NHL playoff hockey is two different things. Right. So we are, you know, still in the dark when it comes to that, but you know, at the end of the day, we're going to have to operate right now. Like he's just out for the rest of the series. So guys have got to step up, um, namely those top guys. Um, I personally think that heading into tonight, we could likely see the return of the SAT line. I think they're going to try to load up and get this offense going. Um, what are some of your predictions for game seven tonight? Or yeah, not game seven, I, game three. Game three. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a little ahead of ourselves getting to game yeah. seven, uh, although it would not, not, would not surprise me. Yeah. Um, I, I think you you never want to be down two to nothing. So like, let's, let's preface that by saying that in no way is it a good thing that the Canes are down two to nothing, but I I think there needs to be a little bit more uh, desperation and caution to the winds action tonight. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what was missing in those, those first two games. Again, um, you know, not wanting to leave yourself exposed in the back, not wanting to, uh, you know, take chances, um, and, and try to get numbers up in the rush because you're just leaving yourself open for a rush going the other way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you're going to see more end-to-end action, and that would be a, a – you want to think that that's a good thing for Tampa, but ultimately I think it's a good thing for Carolina if there's more uh, end-to-end action versus that, um, you know, that, that, ha- that half-ice – uh game that we've seen in, in the first two rounds or first two games yeah uh, i'm definitely expecting a very hard fought game um i definitely expect this one to be absolutely um just very desperate for the hurricanes i did think of yeah you know, the words i wanted to use there but i definitely do expect to see a big sense of desperation from the hurricanes tonight because it's definitely a must win because you go down three games to none against Tampa Bay lightning. That ain't good. Um, but you know- Hey there folks, future Jared here. Game three just concluded. Uh, a lot of the predictions Ben and I had uh, tonight were correct. Uh, the SAT line did come back the end. The big guys did step up their Hurricanes as the Hurricanes won 3-2 in overtime tonight. Sebastian Ajo had a goal and two assists. Jordan Stahl ended up getting credited with the game winner. And Brett Pesci also scored a goal. This uh, game was very big on special teams. Uh, That was definitely a big story for the Hurricanes uh, tonight. As both of the Tampa Bay Lightning goals came on the power play after the Hurricanes took some really stupid penalties. Uh, the first uh, was a cross check uh, by Sebastian Ajo, and the second was a tripping by Brady Shea. Both really stupid penalties um, that you can't make against the Lightning. Their power play is deadly. Uh, but thankfully, the Hurricanes were able uh, to gather themselves um, and play their game, and they showed that you know, this is going to be a series. Um, and Peter Mrazek, um, he got the net nod in net tonight. A lot of people were talking a little bit of junk about that on social media today. But uh, Peter showed all the doubters wrong as he went blow for blow with Andre Vasilevsky on the other side of the ice. Um, and he ended up finishing the game with 35 total saves. So congratulations to Peter. We'll see how things go on Game 5 for him, uh, if it'll be Peter or Ned. Um, Ned, also, we will talk about this more today on Saturday's episode, bonus episode, Alex Ndelkovic did get named a finalist for the Calder Trophy. So big congratulations to him. Um, and then, you know, some things I do feel the Hurricanes did well in this game uh, was, of course, you know, Peter Mrazek uh, looked really good. Their offense was finally able to get going and their defense um, at even strength looked good. But on the flip side of that, they do still need to work at creating more traffic in friendly net. They have got to be mean. Um, and really just ramp up the physicality in this series, and they've got to take some better shots and don't take dumb penalties. Um, that Those are my big takeaways from tonight's game. We'll be talking about more on that stuff in Saturday's bonus episode, along with talking about Alex Nelkovich getting nominated for the Calder Trophy. But back to the interview with Ben Swain from Sports Channel 8. You guys know me, you know I love the stonks, the memes, the rocket ships, and day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing bases based on preferences you control. 
Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. As you longtime listeners know, you know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and for you Folks that are new here, again, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. Those nine flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, my personal all-time favorite, greatest of all time flavor, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each fla- each of the nine flavors and Built Bar's are all covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. They're also great for the health-conscious individual as they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. They're also great for keto diets. I know those are big right now. So right now, when you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Taking a step back from the playoffs um, and just looking at the yeah, you include playoffs here, but regular season as a whole, who have been some of the season standouts for you on the Hurricanes roster as a whole this year? I mean, I hate starting here because he's probably not going to going to play tonight, but I think Trocek's the first guy that, that jumps mm-hmm. out. Um, I think, uh, you know, just we didn't get to see – him last year uh i mean he was here and and um that he he played okay um mm-hmm. but you know definitely didn't didn't play up to his potential and and, and i think um i don't have the stats in front of me but i i believe that statistically he had a, a lot of high danger opportunities and just didn't connect on them and, and connected on those chances this year and has been one of our uh best players and, and a, re- a re- revelation as somebody who needs to be here a long time. I think he's a, a perfect fit in style of play. Um, and uh, kind of re- reminds me, you know, it, it, take, taking away the the physical part of it, because I don't think anyone anywhere looks like Rod Brendamore, but I think he plays a lot like Brendamore played. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's, um, you know, a reason that he's kind of thrived under that coach is it's a similar player. Um, and then, you know, the, just the, the rest of the forwards have really stood out to me this year. I felt like last year it was a lot of reliance on defense to, uh, to, to drive the play and, and um, score a lot of points. And, and this year it's been more of the forward scoring goals, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, you know, I would, I would definitely give the nod to the forwards in general, but specifically Trochak and, and, uh, and, and Jordan Stahl as well as being two guys that, did more than I expect them to do this season. Yeah, I definitely agree there um, with both of those. I think Jordan Stahl has had an amazing bounce back season. Um, he's obviously uh, in Selkie trophy conversations, uh, potentially being a finalist for that. We're obviously seeing finalists for some awards start to come out now. Um, and Trocek, um, for a long time, yeah, I was definitely, yeah, he's 
been one of the uh, team MVPs this season. Um, but, you know, there was one guy that ended up uh, kind of coming out of the woodwork and arguably taking that for himself, and that was Alex Ndelkovich. Um, He's played out of his mind this season um, and playoff as well. Um, so one thing you have been talking with people here lately is um, – Ned is an RFA at the end of the season. Both Peter and James are UFAs. James is likely gone. Uh, but do you think Alex Ndelkovich uh, will be the guy for the Hurricanes moving forward down the road? Obviously, I don't see him getting a you know, huge fat payday you know, at the end of the season. I see more of a you know, two-, three-year bridge deal to see, all right, can you handle the workload of a number one starter? And if he can, great. His payday is coming. Um, and if not, then he doesn't. Um, but at the end of the day, he's definitely going to get a pay raise this offseason, though. But what do you think about that? Yeah, hearing you say that, I wonder um, how much money uh, Cam Ward is going to cost Alex Nadelkovich because – Again, like you, you want to you want to throw a lot of money and a lot of years at a rookie goalie who's you know carried your team into the playoffs and did done a a fantastic job without like full starter minutes, and then mm-hmm. um, you you kind of see how that goes, and and so just historically, I wonder if that, <laughs> that plays any factor into that decision to uh, what to do with the goalies at the end of the year. But I think you know, it's, it's easy to say that Ned's the guy because that's who was tapped on the shoulder for the, for the playoffs. And I think that's a pretty good indication that um, he's, you know, the, the guy that Rod trusts the most. Um, there have been opportunities to, uh, to change up starters in, in the playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I thought like, when we were up two to nothing on, uh, on, on Nashville going to Nashville, I thought that was a good opportunity to throw Morozik out there. Yeah. Feeling like, you know, you need both guys, um, to, to make a deep run in the playoffs, but they, they stuck with Ned and I don't know if it's an injury thing. I don't know if it's just a, this is who we're going to stick with. Um, but you know, I, I think it's obvious that Ned is the first choice. Um, mm-hmm especially coming up through the program with the Canes have already invested a lot of money in him. And I think that's important to, um, you know, a, a business guy like Dundon. <laughs> who yeah, they're getting their money's worth it. out of him. Um, and, and so it's not, it's not so much what you are spending on him. It's what you've already spent on him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I think he's, he's kind of the clear guy that's going to be here for, for a while. And then I don't, I don't know what you do with the backups. You know, you've got guys in the system. Um, you can go out and get a backup, um, and there's money to be spent elsewhere uh, that, that they're going to need to spend in the off season. So, um, you know, I, I think Ned is the easy pick for number one. And then, um, you know, maybe you go out and find a number two elsewhere and you, you let both Peter and, and Reimer go. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was I was talking with earlier in the week, um, but we were having this conversation about, you know, who, you know, the backup um, and, who the backup would be and all that stuff. Um, because obviously Ned is likely going to be the one that gets protected during the expansion draft. Um, and then for Peter and James, I think um, you go for Peter first um, because I think he, 
he's younger. He brings a little bit more to the table. Um, you try to get him first because he does know the hurricane system and he can perform well in it. Um, and he can win you games, you know, say Alex is going through a bit of a rough patch. Uh, Peter can get in there, start a few games in a row, get you those wins while Alex works out of his funk. Um, but on the flip side, I could see Peter kind of being upset and like, I thought I was going to start during these playoffs um, and I didn't get anything at all. Um, obviously they're going to be professional and cordial and everything about it, you know, right now, but yeah, that could be something in the back of his head. And, you know, he could just say, yeah, all right. Yeah. Thanks for you know the opportunity, but I'm gone. Um, and then obviously, you know, James, he is a capable backup as well. Um, so if you can't get Peter, I say you go for James, but mm-hmm. that's just me there. Well, I mean, you, you see how important locker room fit is. And, you mm-hmm. know, you've got a guy that you know and and, and you know that your your players like and, mm-hmm. and, and you, tr- you have trusted him before to throw him out there. Um, so, yeah, I think I agree with you 100% that if you're ranking the guys, it's Ned, Peter, Reimer. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of likelihood to be on the roster next year, I think it's Ned, Reimer, and then Peter's the, the long shot. Oh, you think Peter's going to be a long shot? I, I mean, I think I think you nailed it. Where mm-hmm. he's going to be able to go somewhere else and get, you know, if not number one minutes, that kind of that one A one B situation that he had with with Reimer. Um, but I, I think if if the Canes are going to spend money on Nadelkovich, he's going to be the starter. He's going to be a clear number yeah. one, and then whoever's left is going to be clear number two. And I think that clear number two fits Reimer better than it fits Peter. I do agree with you there. Um... I could definitely see that being the situation as well. Um, Now, I obviously brought up the expansion draft, um, and Ned will get protected there. And Hurricanes obviously have their other guys to protect as well. Um, But one guy that I keep hearing, you know, they're going to – they keep saying that, you know, Seattle, they're probably going to take this this guy. Um, Ron Francis was in Raleigh for a game – earlier in the season uh, and that being Jake Bean Ron Francis drafted him uh, several years ago so he knows Jake he likes Jake um, what are you thinking uh, when it comes to expansion draft yeah um, I, I go back I think it's an interesting conversation I don't, I don't want to take it in a different direction but I will just throw out that mm-hmm. I, I, I think the NHL makes it way too easy um, on these uh, expansion franchises um, oh, I've heard that. In, in the way that they get to construct their rosters. And I think you're, you're seeing that play out in, in, in Vegas where, you know, they, they have not yet missed the playoffs. Um, and, and I'm not sure it's a, a good competitive balance. I, I kind of, I likened it to, uh, you know, direct TV or like your mobile phone service where new customers are always getting the good deals. Um, and if you're an existing customer, you're kind of screwed. Uh, I, I kind of feel like that's what happens with, with the expansion teams. Um, in terms of Carolina, um, the, yeah, the, the, the two names that I've heard uh, most are, um, are are Jake Bean and, and Brady Shea. Um, and, and I think, you know, with, with Bean, his familiarity with Ron Francis and – the uh the the price tag that comes along with Jake Bean and kind of the long-term upside I think he would be he would be picked over um over Brady Shea um 
and and I, and I think that's fine. You know, I, I think that's that's fine for the for the Hurricanes. Um, you know, Beans, he, he's he's got offensive upside, but I, I'm not sold on him as a, a defenseman. I'm, he's not yeah. like, a, he's not a huge guy. Um, and, you know, I, I think like, I'll put it this way. If, if you, you've got two guys that you could lose next year pretty easily, you've got Hawk and Paw and you've got Bean. Who are you more nervous about losing? And I think you would probably pick Hawk and Paw just because yeah. That's that's different, right? Like the Canes don't have that, um, but Jake Bean gives you similar. You already have Jake Beans, um, and, and I think you can go out and find a replacement, or you've got guys in the system that can that can come in and, and, and fill that role as well. Um, so I, I think I think the Hurricanes would not lose sleep over Jake Bean going out to Seattle if that's end up if that ends up being what happens. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I could definitely see Jake Bean being the guy. And before the deadline, you brought up Hockenpah. I could have seen Hayden Fleury being that guy, being right. the guy that gets protected. And now he could still end up over in Seattle just getting taken from Anaheim should they uh, elect not to protect him. Obviously, don't know what's going on there. That's more of a question for the host of Locked on Ducks. Um so it's definitely going to be an interesting offseason, that's for sure, um, between the expansion draft, um, all the free agents, and now you know, the actual you know, draft. Um, the Kraken, we're just talking about them. They're getting the number. There's only one place we here at the Lockdown Podcast Network trust to do our online sports betting, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast two overall pick, but the Buffalo Sabres won the number one overall pick. I do have a quick question for you on that front. Um, what do you think happens first? The Buffalo Sabres don't suck or the construction on I 40 gets finished. <laughs> I think, I think both are, are never ending projects. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Buffalo's <laughs> done—they've done some things that they should be—they they should be good enough to make the playoffs. Like on paper, they should be good enough, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, to to at least you know sneak into the playoffs. But it's just such a a, a nightmare um, up there. I, I don't even begin to know how to fix it, especially when you start seeing like the comments from players who are who will leave Buffalo, and they're just so thrilled to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's more than just 
uh, you know, the players they have on the roster, I think a lot has to change um, for, for that to work. And they don't really have the luxury of building a, a system um, because, you know, you, you like, you, like you get the first pick in the draft, that, that guy's going to have to be in the NHL lineup next year. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough for them to build any kind of system where they've got depth and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a never ending project. I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah. It's definitely a tough one there. Um, but I definitely had to get that one in there because yeah. man, it, it just seems like both of those are, they're just never going to end. Um, it, but that goes back to the point about like who the NHL takes care of. Like, should it be more important for the NHL to help Buffalo improve and make it possible for them to improve? Or is it more important for them to bring Seattle in as, as the, the newest franchise and have them be good right away? Like you, you, you've got to figure out a way to help, struggling franchises dig out of where they are because i think you'd rather have expansion than relocation um if if you're the league and ultimately what's going to happen to the sabers is nobody's going to care about them i mean buffalo is a great sports town and and it's you know it's it's not that but like Mm -hmm. if you gotta if you gotta change something it's you gotta change something and if it's not working there it's 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 somebody's gonna buy the team and trying to make something out of it, but the NHL has to figure out a way to help programs like that instead of just helping programs like Seattle. Yeah. It, it's definitely upsetting to watch for sure, just because Buffalo, they've been, they've been at bottom of the barrel for a while. Um, and we obviously know the feeling uh, the hurricanes were there for a while. Um, so we know what those fans are going through to an extent. Um, obviously, you know, every team has their own issues. Um, we had our own, and now, you know, they have a nine million dollar healthy scratch Jeff Skinner up there. Um, but it, it's definitely crazy to think about. And you mentioned expansion drafts or expansion teams in relocations, uh, and just in you know shooting the breeze with friends, uh, you know obviously um don't think there's going to be another expansion for the nhl you know after seattle for quite a while um but as far as a relocation potentially um two markets that we're definitely thinking could be in the running um the obvious one uh quebec could definitely see the nhl returning there um but another one that uh, me and my friends have been thinking, yeah, could be an interesting one. I just want to get your take on this would be new Orleans. Um, yeah. Because hockey in the South has really, you know, taken off, you know, between us, Dallas, Tampa, Florida, Nashville. Um, so many of these teams are really good. Um, and I think new Orleans could be an interesting market. The Mardi Gras jerseys would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we don't see Atlanta, they've had two teams in the past. Don't see them going back there. Um, but New Orleans could be an interesting hockey market. What do you think about that? I mean, I, lo- I love New Orleans. Um, and, and, I, and I think it would be a place that um, players would like to be. Obviously, um, it, it's it, it's a it's a fun place to be. Um I, I do I, like I immediately thought of more reasons why it wouldn't work for, than I did 
it, <laughs> that I did for why it would work when you when you mentioned it. Um, it, it the 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 general population there i think you know the, the saints are embedded the saints are going to be part of that oh, yeah. the, the culture down there forever um but you, like you think about the pelicans mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of interest in the pelicans before they got the number one pick and, and were able to bring in zion um mm-hmm. I, I, I think you know you, and i don't know if you remember this or, or, or not but the uh the, the nba draft lottery night when they drew number one and they showed the uh the ticket staff celebrating in the conference room is incredible because like they, they literally won the gold mine by having somebody that they could sell Mm-hmm. the nhl is just different right like if yeah. it, it, even even buffalo you know they're, they're going to draft somebody number one or, or like when you know the, the canes got got Svechnikov. it's exciting but it's not one guy that's going to come in and and change the entire game he you know he plays less than than one period a game it's just how, how hockey works but mm-hmm. you know basketball when you've got five guys on the court and you put a superstar out there it's going to fundamentally change your team. Um, and, you know, if, if a team like Buffalo were to move to New Orleans, for example, we'll use, we'll use the Sabres. There's not that opportunity to build that instant connection with the fan base by getting a superstar um, mm-hmm. in, in that roster. And then, uh, you know, the other thing we've even seen here, like, the, the problems we have with humidity in North Carolina and yeah. keeping good ice. Um, you know, I born and raised in North Carolina going to new Orleans um, felt like I was suffocating in the humidity. So it's, you know, it's, it's a serious problem down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if that would be an issue, but, you know, mainly just thinking about would there be enough interest um, down there to be able to sell, you know, 20,000 or 18,000 tickets at $60 or, or more a game, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, you, you've got to have a pretty significantly wealthy area and like the triangle area is kind of on the, on the fence there. Like for a long period of time, we're not selling tickets because we don't have, you know, the, the, the fans here who can just dish out that kind of money for, um, you know, disposable income. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's one, like, I honestly think that's probably one of the biggest um, contributors to uh, attendance issues is it just costs so much money to go to hockey games. And if you're not in uh, New York or in LA or, you know, a city where there's a lot of wealth, um, then it's a struggle if it's a new franchise. Yeah. Um, since uh, you don't think New Orleans would work, um, what is one market that you do think could work, say Buffalo were to move other than Quebec? Yeah, That's I mean, the obvious one. I, I think um, it's it's unfortunate because everywhere that's coming to mind like already has yeah exactly already has a team you know you're thinking like California you're thinking you know the Northeast yeah. um, maybe I, I don't know I'm, tr- I'm trying to think about NBA franchises that um, are successful you know, maybe like a Maybe like a Salt Lake City. I don't know. Um, I think Houston. 
Um, I thought that, um, yeah. but again, the heat, um, I could see that uh, causing some issues with ice, but you do have the Dallas Stars and Arizona yeah. Coyotes and Vegas Golden Knights. And there's a, there's a lot of money in, uh, in Texas, a lot of money in Texas. Yes. Um, which is, which is a little bit different than your, you know, Mississippi's, Alabama's, Louisiana's, that, that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, like ultimately I think a place like, um, you know, maybe another North, North, Northwestern team like Portland might be a good mm-hmm. spot. That would be, that would definitely be very interesting. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, now, uh, back when you guys, you know, were on the radio, Abby Labar used to be a frequent guest of the show. Um, and you know, this year she stepped up into, um, being, you know, the hurricanes reporter and broadcaster. Um, are, are you going to ask if we're responsible for her, uh, for her success? And I would say, yes, that's a definite. <laughs> yes. I mean, take all the credit. I was just going to ask you, how's it been to just watch her grow in that role? No, it's cool. Like she, she's she's just she's cool. So it's mm-hmm. you know, any anytime you see uh, good things happen to good people, it's it's uh, it's it's fun to watch. But um, you know, when uh, when <clears throat> you know Abby would do stuff with us, um, hockey like she's a, a basketball fo- football fan, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and hockey was not um, part of her like rotation as a, a sports fan. Um, but, you know, fell in love with the hurricanes and, and when um, opportunity came up to start doing some of the, uh, the, the in-house stuff, she, she dove into it and wanted to, um, you know, really learn the game and, and learn the team and, and speak intelligently about it and, and, and really, you know, dove in and did her homework. So that's, that's awesome. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's great to see her, um successful because you know she's again anytime you see good things happen to good people it's a good thing yeah um the other night uh after oh, crap what was it game one uh no yeah game one um yeah we're my girlfriend and i we we're out at the post game stuff yeah out there in the south plaza and everything had kind of died down um and you know i always do like post game videos um like one uh one minute one and a half minutes you know that kind of thing and i just happened to ask abby like hey you know i host you know this show uh i'm fixing to do a post-game video do you want to be in it and she was more than happy to be in it um and was you know great to have her in it um so yeah i hope i can get her here on the show too because that'd be awesome um but you know what have been some of your favorite moments of doing sports channel eight over the years um, I mean, I, I think it's it, it's it's funny because every you, you ask favorite moments, it's just about doing what we do with the people that we have. You know, it's 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 a good group, and and we've done um, a lot of you know interviews and and um, you know having people talk to us for school projects and stuff like that about like you know what's your advice. And, and honestly, like, there's not, there's not much there because um, we're just like a group of friends that uh, kind of shares the same opinion of, of what it means to be a, a sports fan and, and has a good understanding that you shouldn't take this stuff too seriously, um, that, that at the end of the day, it is just sports and 
um, you know, it's, it's about sharing that collective experience of being a sports fan um, together. So yeah, it's just, you know, going to like cover ACC tournaments with these guys or, or um, you know, the um, uh, a couple of years ago before, um, b- before the, before COVID happened, uh, we, there was a day with the hurricanes where um, they had their, uh, their, their ball hockey media game, um, on uh on opening day so uh we, we played in that um you know got to do interviews with the players and then we did our show live from uh outside the front of pnc and it was uh it, our our gimmick that day it was it was the first tailgate of the season because the, the lots weren't open yet so we you know we put up a tent and had bojangles and <laughs> coolers and stuff out there and um the hurricane said had the uh they, their families in because it was opening day and um guy came out front to uh smoke a cigarette and went back in and kind of waved at us and then a few minutes later came back and, and had um you know an- another cigarette but he had he had a few beers with him mm-hmm. and uh it just started talking to us while we were on the air like it was no big deal and it was it was jordan martinuk's dad um and he's just he's such a good guy um but it was cool. He just, he just said, he said, like, I had, those guys are stuffy inside. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather sit out here and talk with you guys. And so he just hung out with us while we were on the, on the air that day. Um, stuff like that. I mean, just, you know, being able to, to, um, you know, meet people out in, in public that say like, Hey, I, I, you know, I love, I love what you guys do. I love what you do. And it's always because they understand that sports aren't supposed to make you angry. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be something that's, that's enjoyed and, you know, you, you definitely, uh, you definitely have your, your ups and downs, but, um, you know, we're never going to get on the air and, and scream at each other about a debate topic or, um, you know, being, being around a lot, a lot of, uh, media folks, there's like legitimate frustration between sports writers or radio personalities or TV personalities and the viewers, right? Like that, it's it's a feeling of like we're smarter than you and it's a frustration of like why don't these people get like I wrote this article and people disagree with it why don't people understand I'm very frustrated with that and and we definitely have never thought that because um you know we're just like everybody else and 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 so uh you know being able to have those connections I think is probably the my favorite thing about what we've done at sports channel eight but um you know in in terms of moments that that opening day at the hurricanes a couple years ago was was definitely up there um just being able to you know have the opening tailgate of the season um because it's what we like to do i mean we're 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 fans just like everybody else so that's uh that that was something that stands out to me it's something that was really cool yeah i it's funny you, know, you talk about uh papa martinuk uh being your favorite you know memory i remember uh summer 2019 uh yeah i has yeah at one of the bars yeah downtown goldsbury i had a few beers with one of my friends i just uh drunk tweeted at jordan and yeah said i want to have a beer with him and he responds like oh time and place i'll be back in raleigh at the end of (laughs) august so and then we just worked something out that was cool um and then we got invited up to r&d brewing to have storm brew before it got uh released to the public um and it was all you can drink um and then you obviously went out later, you hung out with the rest of the fans and whatnot. But yeah, that was all really cool there. Yeah. 
Um, I'd definitely say, um, you know, you talked about, you know, people coming up to you guys. I'd have to say when I was uh, doing my business to business sales job um, and just listening to you guys in the morning, um, along with all the other shows as well on 99.9, like you guys are definitely my favorite shows, definitely the most entertaining um, and definitely like the most relatable. So like, thank you for everything you guys did. That show was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. And we're, um, we're, we're ready to get back at it. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and definitely appreciate the, the support and, and uh, you know, every, everyone out there that, that listens to us or, or follows us on, on social. It's, it's awesome. We, we love connecting with you guys. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't feel like we're, uh, you know, a, a group of, of five. You know, we feel like we're a group of a lot of people because, uh, you know, we we uh we love we love seeing people out and, and getting that kind of feedback so it's great I, I appreciate hearing that yeah um and you mentioned socials uh where can everyone find you on social media ben yeah you don't want to do that no i'm kidding <laughs> uh, uh, you, uh, you can find me at the ben swain on twitter or at sports channel eight on twitter um is is kind of our main thing we're we're on uh we're on Instagram and Facebook too, but all of our, all of our funny stuff's on Twitter. So I would, I would definitely go there. And then, uh, you know, details to come about uh, when we'll be back on the air and, uh, and, and can't wait to share those. Yeah. I would definitely say that Quiznos video. Yeah. God tier. That was amazing. <laughs> um, and I'll say, make sure before I let you go, make sure you tell Josh Goodson that he was right when he called the Wood Ducks the best team in minor league baseball. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely tell him that. He will be thrilled to hear that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Goldsboro, so yeah, I'm 30 minutes away. Like Wood Ducks are the goat. Yep. Go uh, Woodies. Yes, go Woodies. Uh, but thank you, Ben. Thank you again, Ben, for coming on. Uh, and I will talk to you guys later. Absolutely, man. Thanks.